Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of SpinCast. Today, we are going back into the world of high school esports. Joining us today is Desmond Garner. He is the video game club president at Mountain Empire High School. So without further ado, Desmond, go ahead, introduce yourself. Tell us where your passions in gaming and esports started um, and kind of how that led you to becoming the president of the video game club at Mountain Empire. So pretty much um, when I was going to Mountain Empire, um, it we started the club during junior year. It was kind of just starting off. We were just kind of testing the water with everything. And I, I wasn't the president during junior year, and but um, pretty much I thought of the idea that maybe we should run just some fun tournaments mm-hmm. to like mess around with. And so we were like, that's a good idea because we had a few game consoles with some games that are somewhat known to be competitive, mm-hmm. at least throughout their series. Um, this kind of started our first tournament was Smash Brothers Brawl for the Wii, not the most competitive in the mm-hmm. series, but <laughs> it was all we could really do. Mm-hmm. And it it hooked on really, really well. So we just continued. We had three more tournaments that year. And then in senior year, when I became the president of Video Game Club, I was like, you know, like maybe because people like these so much and this should be a side of playing games that we should embrace. I feel like we should embrace more. Mm-hmm. So then we started having tournaments practically every month. They were really fun. We had all kinds of different games and mm-hmm. yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, that sounds absolutely great. A lot of fun there with the, you know, kind of student-led tournaments. Um, I guess my first question is go into a little detail, uh, more detail, what those tournaments look like, what that organizational process looks like, what games you compete in, um, all that kind of great stuff. So the, the idea I had, and I think the reason why the tournaments hooked on so well, mm-hmm. was I didn't solely decide the games just on like a, this game's popular, let's play it, you know? Mm-hmm. What I did was... I made a vote, essentially. These are the games that we have and people are willing to bring in. And then the entirety of Video Game Club gets the vote on what games we play as a tournament for that month or mm-hmm. one game. So every month it was a different game. We tried to mix it up so that like one genre wasn't just continuously going. So it would at least switch up every month because like, mm-hmm. we would have lots of fighting games, mm-hmm. um, first-person shooters. Mm-hmm. And like we had a few others as well, but generally those were the two big ones. Mm-hmm. So at least it would be somewhat like it would change a bit. Mm-hmm. And because every we all got to decide around like what game we were able to play, we had all kinds of tournaments from. We had Smash Brothers Ultimate finally for senior year mm-hmm. to start us off, mm-hmm. and then after that, I don't remember every tournament but um quite a there, few there was a lot of, there was a there was one practically every month up until this all kind of started and then obviously we can't go and have tournaments at the school <laughs> yeah, so not the yeah. best idea right now the uh little bit of a issue of COVID-19 right <laughs> just that little tiny pandemic that no one's really talking about you yeah, know whatever <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, obviously, you know, not the best there. Uh, but sounds a lot of fun. You know, hopefully COVID kind of goes away and we can get back to those, you know, more land tournaments fun. Because I miss lands. Those are, you know, kind of like the favorite part of, or everyone's favorite part of competitions um, for esports and gaming in general. Um, kind of moving to my next question. It sounds like y'all have a great tight knit community, right? Which is something that's really, you know, important um, on the gaming side with these clubs and programs is because, you know, a lot of the, a lot of students don't have a, have a home or, you know, a community anywhere else. You know, you don't play traditional sports, you don't have other clubs or anything. So speak to the community sense that y'all have um, at Mount Empire um, and, you know, any past experience you've had of really, you know, shows or captures what that community looks like um, at your high school. So we started off with it being more of just a, like during junior year, pretty much, it was just kind of like a bunch of people come in, you play games, have a fun time, you know, it was a lot more casual. And then so when I brought more tournaments to it, I still wanted to make it feel more like a comp, like not only just a hangout place or not only just a highly competitive place where, the best of their of each game comes you know it's just some anyone can come anyone can participate we all just kind of have fun you know mm -hmm. obviously tournaments are still tournaments they're going to be competitive to some degree mm -hmm. but it was just kind of like we went through and yeah i mostly got the inspiration of doing a lot of tournaments because at the time like about i started getting super into doing a lot of competitive fighting games because mm -hmm. um when i was younger i played a lot of soul caliber 3 on my playstation 2 mm -hmm. and that started off like i really liked fighting games and then i found out about um skull girls and guilty gear rev 2 and i was like i want to watch people play this and then i found evo combo breaker um frosty faustings and a bunch of other really big things i was like well this is really cool. <laughs> yep, absolutely. And so ever since then, it's always been a want for me to go at least to like locals and mm -hmm. like participate in tournaments, even if I'm not that good. Cause it's like, that just seems like a blast. Mm -hmm. And yeah, absolutely. so I, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Keep going. And then, so I wanted to bring that kind of feeling to video game club when doing the tournaments where it's more like a, you don't have to be amazing, just kind of show up play the game you have fun maybe meet new people or talk or see you know like just something more because something that i've seen over the years is is esport competitive esports is more about you know like it's not about just the who's the best you got your uh like your rivalries you know mm -hmm. like it's not about you know it's more about the emotion of it and mm -hmm. the people everyone you get to meet at them you know and the it's most of the time the actual winning of the tournament is almost second hand mm -hmm. when you go to a tournament yeah absolutely i think it's it's that experience right that you know you go there and you're surrounded by the fans surrounded by your peers um and you know it's like it kind of for me it comes back to community right you're a lot, around a lot of people that have the same interests, you're having a lot of fun. And ultimately, you know, if you win, then it's like awesome. It's just more icing on the top, right, than anything. So absolutely great there. Um, for all these tournaments, you know, it sounds like you do a lot of legwork, setting them up and kind of organizing them and running them. So take us through that process. If there's any high schools out there listening that are like, 
you know, I, I want to run a tournament like you do, but what goes into it? Like, how do I do that? So like, what, what are those, you know, overarching steps that you kind of take to ensure that these tournaments not only happen, but are also, you know, pretty good, pretty competitive and pretty fun for everybody. So generally we, like I said, I will put up a vote based off of the games that we have available just mm -hmm. like to the club. But also, if any, I will ask people, hey, is there a game you would like to bring in for this date, mm -hmm. and be able and have a have a tournament for it? If I get yeses and it's it should work out, then like with Smash Bros. Ultimate, we had someone bring in a Switch, mm -hmm. so then and they had the controllers to run it and everything. So I was like, all right, that's something we can do. So I can add that to the list. Once the list is ready, with a decent handful of games. Usually at the most I think I've had on there is like 10 of them. So it's not like every game you can think of, but it's a decent variety to like allow like a lot of different things. So I'll make the vote in about a week. The mm -hmm. club gets the vote, even though usually only takes like two days for everyone to vote. I still give it the school week. And yeah. then on the weekend, it's like, all right, this is the game. Now I have to start making a sign up sheet and everything based off of what it is mm -hmm. for example when we ran call I, which call i don't remember which call of duty it was i think it was like god i can't remember it's been so long <laughs> but essentially um we it was two v2s so we we're like okay mm -hmm. we have to figure out a way to set up two separate consoles mm -hmm. with two controllers each mm -hmm. and then we have to figure out um what what do we have to make sure is or isn't allowed and stuff mm -hmm. like that, which is usually pretty easy. You just, especially with more popular games, just look it up or with mm -hmm. games that I was familiar with, familiar with, mm -hmm. I would already know, mm -hmm. which was mostly fighting games, but yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> not really call of duty and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. And then, um, so yeah, we'll set that up. So we make sure everything's able to be set up and then based off of the tournament because we, it, Mountain Empire isn't really the biggest of schools, so it isn't all, a lot of funding. So what we do is like, we, however, we do have prizes. That's what I was trying to get to. We would have a first, second, and third place for normal tournaments. Anything that was like a 2v2 or more was only first place just because it's like, I believe it's a $15 gift card ten dollar and then five dollar pretty much for a second third so mm -hmm. having to do 15 15 10 10 and 5 5 <laughs> it adds up pretty quickly <laughs> so yeah, yeah. You know, that's and like then, i said it's like the prizes are kind of like that icing on the top right the icing on the cake that you know it's not really an incentive but it's awesome hey you win you win five bucks ten bucks you know for your local or for your local game store or you know whatever game you have some kind of like a battle pass or in-game uh cosmetics or whatnot which is great, right? Like I said, it's awesome. Addition, um, with that, you know, those tournaments sound, you know, pretty well run and everything. So that's great. Love to see that. Um, kind of going on to, you know, more broad, uh, the industry of high school esports, right? High school esports, you've seen a lot of different high schools across the country, but it's not mainstream yet. It's not football, not basketball. And I always compare it to traditional sports because those are kind of like, you know, the top tier competitions. Um, so in your experience, what do you think needs to kind of like improve or change over time um, to really bring high school esports or high school gaming or video game clubs, that whole kind of genre, um, to be that like, you know, accepted mainstream, you know, everybody wants to do it. There's no negative stereotype or no negative stigma, that kind of stuff. What, what do you think are those changes or improvisations that we could take steps towards 
to really bring um, esports and gaming to that next level. One of the things that I think should be very like it to make sure that it goes pretty well. You have everyone that want that wants to be there can feel comfortable and everything is. Mm-hmm. Make, just make sure it's an environment where anyone can come in, hang out, you know, play games or mm-hmm. whatever. Make it very welcoming. Mm-hmm. And also, I think it is important to have, like, a very casual and competitive, like, atmosphere. Like, maybe, mm-hmm. like, how I had only, we had tournaments only once every month. So it was at the very end of the month. You can always expect that there was a tournament. And so, like, that was when you would come in if you wanted to be competitive. and But if not, then you came in pretty much every any other time it was open. It was just a nice, casual environment with people messing around on their favorite games, mm-hmm. maybe practicing for the next tournament if they want, mm-hmm. whatever. You can come in and do whatever, mess around if you want, try and prove you're the best or, or practice to be the best for the tournament, just whatever. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's a very like, interesting kind of duality there, the casual kind of gaming um, and then the competitive esports, right? I think both need to be in the same kind of percentage because they're both really important, right? Go have fun, enjoy, and also kind of like trickles in, right? If you have a bunch of casual kind of gamers that love playing, you know, Call of Duty or any game that's played competitively as well, they're like, hey, I love it. I'm going to go support the competitive players, right? Hey, I'm not that good, but I love watching my classmates or my peers kind of compete on like a national stage or a state stage or whatnot. Um, so it kind of like fosters that fan group as well. And then the competitive players like, hey, try this trick or something, right? Here's something that might make you a little bit better or might make your experience a little more fun because you can do this cool little wall jump or something like that, right? So all those neat tricks. So it, it ties in so well. Um, and I think, you know, a lot a lot of in the esports space, especially with esports, it's kind of like that divide of like, oh, well, you're a casual. So like, you're not near as good as me. But it's like, no, they just play the game differently. Right. I think that's a key kind of difference that we have to look at. It's like it's not worse. It's just different. Right. And indifferent kind of has that connotation to it. But even then, it's just something else. Right. Um, That is just as good, if not better. So absolutely great. Um, I got time for one last question for you. We're going to step a little further um, to the entire industry of esports. And this is kind of my always my wrap up question Um, is looking at, you know, esports specifically, the competitive side of things um, in your experience for any genre. Um, esports right now is growing so incredibly quickly and it's you know already passing a ton of traditional competitions and sports Um, what do you think that next step is though what do you think is that one thing that changes it from you know this rapidly growing industry to like being that world phenomenon that we see like the nfl or soccer kind of is right now in various parts of the world i feel like i feel like the bit next like big step to make it more to make esports in general more mainstream is it's a bit of a tough it's a big question i know i know is the first thing that pops in your mind what is it i i feel like maybe like it's like more of like a because right now it's it is very much like watching more like almost watching like a normal sport you have almost everything mm-hmm. except obviously it's a video game and not mm-hmm. you know like a physical sport mm-hmm. so unless if you want to count esports bike racing but yeah <laughs> not so much <laughs> <laughs> which is the thing by the way is, <laughs> that that's a is. real thing <laughs> they're doing the uh tour de france this year that way because of covid 
which is crazy to and, me. Uh, uh, yeah. but, so, go ahead. But yeah, so I feel like it's more of a, like, almost an atmosphere thing. Because once again, it's like, it's the same thing as, like, people that watch esports. You know, it's like, you you have a certain feeling of, like, watching people compete in your mm-hmm. f- in your like favorite like games or just are mm-hmm. you like watching the competitive side of it and seeing the emotional like bat- rivalry of two team of two very big teams that are finally meeting up mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. and so and that same feeling is it's very similar to how a lot of the reason a lot of people will watch physical sports so i mm-hmm. feel like it's mostly like it's gonna slowly transition because they're almost very similar at this point obviously mm-hmm. they're run they are run slightly different because mm-hmm. of what they are mm-hmm. but generally it's like they're very it's very close to being to where they it can easily get mainstream and it already is mm-hmm. it's just some parts of it aren't as strong as others like you have you know a lot of team-based first-person shooters or mm-hmm. or like MOBAs I'm trying to make sure I remember their specific names, like mm-hmm. Overwatch, yeah. League, uh, of Legends, League of Legends. Yeah, like yeah. the really big ones. They're really big because they're very popular games and they mm-hmm. have these atmospheres that almost feel like you're going to a sports mm-hmm. arena Absolutely. and watching like football or baseball. So it's already practically there. It's just things. It's just that some aren't as main, some areas aren't as strong, like fighting games mm-hmm. or. Um, card type of games like mm-hmm. Hearthstone or Teppin, mm-hmm. they aren't. They just it aren't isn't as strong because it's a very like they're almost niche like esports genres. Like there's huge communities there, but it's not as huge as you know team based shooters and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. So I feel like it's more of a like it needs it. There's needs to be some way. I don't know how because I'm not you know like super informed on on all of the the whole situation but there would have to be some way like to make fighting games or card fighting games i guess i don't know what that genre is called yeah. but that general those general genres to be more mainstream <laughs> rather than niche things that you know some people that a handful of people across the world enjoy you know mm-hmm. yeah i think i think those points are really important because it's you know, about bringing all games to that forefront of the stage, right? Not just the League of Legends or not just the Overwatch, kind of like the two biggest games historically, and throw CSGO in there as well, um, but also bringing the other games. I think that takes time and some growth, and I think it's also like kind of connecting the general public to it as well, right? It's, you know, you turn on a League of Legends game, unless you play that game, it's very difficult to watch, right? Unless, you know, any, of those, like any fighting game or really any esport in general, I mean, unless it's kind of like FIFA or Madden where, like, it's just a, you know, a video game of an actual, of a, of a sport um, or something like Rocket League that's pretty straightforward. But like League of Legends or Super Smash Bros or CSGO, you show it to someone that hasn't played those games or have never seen them in some sense. They're like, what? What is that? You know, I think like once we kind of close that gap um, and once that level of exposure is like, hey, I've seen this before. I understand what's going on. They'll sit down and watch it and then become a become part of that atmosphere you're talking about where you will see these rivalries start to grow and see the fan bases start to grow as well, um, which is great because that leads to more visibility as well. So I absolutely agree there. Unfortunately, we have run out of time here, Desmond. Absolutely great talk on a number of different topics within the esports and gaming and really kind of highlighting the casual side of it 
versus the esports, which is so important because it's something that I think the industry can address a little bit better um, than we currently are. So one last thing for you, go ahead, plug the program, plug the Video Game Club. If, there, if you exist on social media or have a website or anything, tell us where we can find you to keep up to date on all the great uh, things you're doing right now. I don't think we actually have a social media. <laughs> all good, all I don't think, like we have a discord, but it's mainly for just the video game club members to talk yeah. and all that. So it's not really a big public thing. Yeah. No, so absolutely. yeah, there's not really much. <laughs> yeah. Maybe in the future, some one of the students might make a, a social media for Mountain Empire and then it'll pop I up somewhere. Be, yep, maybe, I'm surprised maybe. it hasn't been done yet, honestly. Yeah. I didn't even think about that while I was yeah. there. Exactly. Maybe, yeah, maybe now it happens this fall. So who knows? But once again, thank you for coming on to the show. Thanks for taking the time to sit down with me at SpinCast and talk about esports and gaming. Um, lastly, for all our viewers and listeners out there, thanks for staying the entire time. Stay healthy and stay happy during the current pandemic right now. Make sure you take care of yourself and your loved ones. And ultimately, stay plugged in.